Hey everyone and welcome to this episode of Let's Talk All Things LGBTQ+, where everyone has a voice. I am Annie McKinnon and if you would like to get in touch, send me an email over to info at anniemckinnon.org and I will put that email in the description below. Today I've got something a bit different for you. I am in fact being interviewed by my good friend James Ash. I hope you enjoy it and let's get to it. Okay, here we are, Annie McKinnon. Um, I'm James Ash. I'm going to host yourself on your own podcast, Let's Talk All Things LGBTQ+. Plus. Uh, we could maybe for today call it the Annie McKinnon Podcast. How about that? Because we are talking about your fine self today. Uh, do you want to tell your audience, uh, your fans, your audience, why we're doing this today? Why we're doing this today? Yeah, well, I, I hope to think that I might be as good a guest as as I am actually hosting my own podcast. But uh, let's let's see. Well, why I'm doing this today? Uh, well, this is the 60th episode, and I also turned 60 this year, and I decided to evaluate my life and looked at it in a way, and thought when do I have any time for myself? Because it would just be jam-packed from morning to night, uh, taking the dog out. But other than that, it was just work, work, work. And that's pretty much how it's been since I left school and started work at 17 years old. So I'm not going to count all those years in between 17 and 60, but let's just say it's quite a hell of a lot. <laughs> uh, and like, like a lot of people, when I've been in my career and working for an organisation, I've given it my heart and soul. I've given it everything I've, I've had. Uh, and I just decided just shortly after my 60th birthday, no more. It's it's me time. So at the moment, I'm looking not to do any more episodes of Let's Talk All Things LGBTQ+. But that's not to say that I'll take a break and come back. I just don't know yet. My life in front of me is very unknown at the moment. And I'm kind of just going to go with the flow and see where I end up. So it, it it's maybe not a goodbye, just a long pause, potentially. I like that. A long, it's potentially a long pause, but who knows what, what the future will bring me. You know, it might bring me back to this podcast. It might take me on to hosting another type of podcast. I really don't know. So I'm not making any promises. This, as I'm seeing it, is as an ending, but who knows what the future brings. Was it, I'm curious, was it a light bulb moment? Was it, was it something that was, that came to you quickly or, you know, to this, you said about taking a, a step back and um, was that something that happened quickly or has it been on your mind for a while? It's been a bit of a, a process. <clears throat> Good question, James. I think, uh, I think it goes back to, uh, when you invited me over to Thailand and I had a, an amazing three weeks over there. And as you and I do, we we talked a lot, we reflected a lot and I came home with a lot of insights about myself. And I think the seed was planted then because I had this vision that I would actually go and live in Thailand uh, but it turns out you need just far, far, far too much money to be able to go over and settle there. So I'll just visit again uh, <laughs> as soon as I possibly can. But I think it started then. And when I, when I saw the way Thai people live, it is 
they're so laid back, they're so helpful, they're so friendly, but they're very giving and caring about each other. And I think even we experienced that when we were there. Anything we asked, nobody could do anything more for us. And then I came back to Hastings in East Sussex where I live, and, and don't get me wrong, absolutely love living here. But I just looked around me and even being out, out with the city of London, everything just seemed to be in a rush. You know, that 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 laid back feeling and atmosphere that I'd had over in Thailand, it was like switching from night night to day. Everyone's just rushing and listening to people. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I should do this. I should do that. And I just thought, what the hell is going on? What am I doing? <laughs> you know, I've worked all my life. I've worked really hard all my life. I want that peace that Thai people have. And then it just started to grow from there. And then I think on my 60th birthday that I couldn't believe has come around, yeah, as quick as it had. So folks, if you're if you're young out there, just embrace every single day because it comes around and it comes around quickly. I thought, realistically, how long do I have left in, on this earth? And I thought, how do, how do I really want to spend my time? And I thought, I, want, I just want to enjoy it. You know, I mean, I love Hastings. I love the beach. I love walking my dog. But I just thought I need... I need that balance. I need something else in my life that's not just about work. Spend more time with friends and family. And yeah, enjoy life, I guess. Go on more trips to Thailand. <laughs> that's always a good thing. It's interesting that Thailand had that um, impact on, on you. It was not only your first time to Thailand, but your first time to Asia, right? To that part of that side of the world. And I've been very fortunate enough to host a number of people a number, a number of friends over there for their very first time and most if not all of them um have had uh experienced a, a really big impact from from that that journey that experience people have started businesses they've resigned mm -hmm. you know they've really so so it's 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 interesting to hear it once <laughs> once once again um I, to I, I mean, totally get that. I mean, you you know, because you know me, uh, I was made redundant, what, three, four years ago. I started my own business, which I absolutely loved, uh, and then went to Thailand, and I just got a different take on life. It, it really was a huge light bulb moment, and it was more of a feeling going through that experience that I think I really want to hold on to being back here in the in the UK I don't want to let that feeling go <laughs> I love that I love that well let's talk about the podcast yeah. uh we we are sitting pretty on your podcast right now <laughs> right in this moment um Let's, where do we begin on your podcast? So 60 episodes, we recorded a couple, was it a couple of episodes out in Turkey where I was a guest and we also had, I also co-hosted. Um, do you remember which episode numbers they are? I don't remember, remember what episode numbers they are. No, I can hardly remember what I had for breakfast this morning, James. But yeah, I remember those really clearly because I'd come out to Turkey again to see you um, and met up with Andy, who is like me Scottish 
and we had an interview with Andy and it was just it was just terrific and when I look back on it I wish I had uploaded the video rather than just the audio because listening back to it to both of them I can hear them but we also had that you know the noise of everything that was going going on round about is the beach the palm trees uh and for people to have been able to see that in our location sat on top of a a bar on the roof terrace uh having these interviews was just awesome it was it was it was a spectacular backdrop so uh, apart from that palm tree sun bleached beached <laughs> episode uh what would you say is your favorite episode that you've oh. that you've recorded and why <coughs> out of me. all out of all 59 of them 60 of them yeah well it, it's got to be like take hours out of the equation because that was just so much fun mm-hmm. but i've thought about this a lot actually uh since since starting my podcast and i don't have a standout favorite And the reason for that is, I think every single guest brought something different. And that's the feedback I get from people that get in touch with me through email is that I've just had a wide variety of guests coming on, talking about different subjects. They've all brought their own stories. They've all brought their own character. You know, and every every one of them has came under that umbrella of what I started this podcast for. And that was to support, guide, and inspire, and you know, inspire the LGBTQ plus community. You know, I've done that along with my guests that have come along. You know, and I've I've got to shout out a big, big shout out to those that that came on the podcast right at the very beginning because, yeah, it takes it takes courage for someone to host a podcast, but I also think it takes a lot of courage to come on and be a guest. You know, and I, I just get a huge, huge thanks to them. But yeah, I mean, there are there are podcasts that stand out. In fact, <clears throat> Jillian, Jillian Abbey, uh, who's from Tampa Bay in Florida, she was actually on for the second time uh, just a few weeks ago because she came on at first. She was talking about writing her book, uh, Perfectly Queer, uh, with his house. And it was just, you know, this idea and talking through the book. And then she came back on and the book's now been published and is a bestseller. So we were able to look at that that journey, that experience um, and where she's at now, which was just wonderful. And then another one that stands out was Jennifer Steele, who actually the conversation came away from LGBTQ plus altogether. Uh, and it was talking about her husband who was an ambassador she she was abroad as as part of his his work and was kidnapped and so that that story just went off in a a totally different (laughs) different way you know from lgbtq plus to being uh kidnapped so that was really really interesting but i think all the episodes i've certainly got something from it i said right at the beginning I'm not an expert in LGBTQ+. So having the guests that I've had on has been a a true learning journey for me, getting to know about all the aspects of that acronym and and what it means today in comparison to what it did when I was younger. There's so many new terms out there that uh, 
for me, it was difficult to, to keep a handle on. So it was like every every time I interviewed someone, it was like every day's a school day. So great, <laughs> really, really great people, great stuff. Loved every minute of it. Well, if we were to look at em- emotions, if I was to ask what episode brings a smile to your face or made you laugh, what comes to mind first? Made me laugh. Oh, well, again, it's, it's Jillian, uh, Jillian Abbey's because we're talking about a part in the book where Gillian is explaining to her children that she's lesbian and her son, uh, <laughs> her son immediately asks her, what's a Lego bin? <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought, you know, the innocence of children, I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, and if, if um, we were to look at something that really got you emotional that really mm. hit hard you know what what springs to mind was it a moment a general guest a certain episode what what kind of hit you hard when you were speaking because I, I dare say there's it'll be a number of moments um over 59 60 episodes but which what springs to mind first was something that really hit hard so I know yeah. I know you dealt with some very challenging issues yeah uh, on yeah. your podcast yeah, the the one that immediately uh, stands out is the trans the trans woman who did and is still living in a refugee camp in Kenya, and just the brutalities that go on on a day to day basis for people that are a member of the LGBT, LGBTQ plus community is is just horrific. I mean, I've just. I'm stumbling over my words here because I've got the visions of of what she sent me by video and what she spoke about on the episode that, you know, the people in the refugee camp are coming in and burning down their their homes, which is basically tarpaulin tent, uh, being attacked uh, with machetes and having to run for their life. So... That that episode really hit me at the time and, and stays with me. And in fact, I'm I'm still in contact with her via LinkedIn. So there's there I don't think anything's changing that much. And I, you know, I don't I don't know when it will, but they're living in fear of their lives every single day. So that stands out on that ep- that episode. I can't even imagine. I mean, you're trying to think about that's just, it's unimaginable, that kind of situation and so far removed, I imagine, for many, um, many of your listeners. I dare say the impact that you've made to thousands of listeners across your 60 episodes um, has been varied, amazing, maybe, I don't know, controversial, because it's, it, you mm. know, the, the the topics that you're speaking about, the individuals that you're having conversations with. What What are some of the... What's some of the feedback you've had from your from your uh, fans, your audience audience over the course of sixty episodes? Yeah, well, I've received a, a lot, a lot of emails, and most are just saying how how they're really appreciative of the work that I'm doing on on this po- podcast, getting these this education out there to the to the wider public. Um, I've I've even had people writing in saying how an episode's affected them and what they've gone through. And then some of those people actually have become guests because I've said, you know, how about telling your story? So overall, I really 
rate response. And what really shocked me was that it's less than two in over 60 countries worldwide. I was like, wow, that, that just blew me away. Because <laughs> I had this thought in my head, you know, that I would sit in front of a guest, I'd toast it, I'd put it out, you know, and then, you know, a bit like our friend John, you know, whoever listens to it, listens to it. But yeah, I, I was quite shocked by the responses I got from people and overjoyed as well. It was great to know that the, the podcast was helping people. Well, it's not a surprise to me, and I'm sure many of your audiences uh, that, that listen and uh, have experienced your podcast, that um, I'm sure it's not a surprise to know that you have helped many. And conversations are so powerful. And I think we see far too often that we that people lack the ability to have a healthy conversation. We spoke about healthy disagreements, being able to disagree. Um yeah, I, th I think I think the thing about that is, and I'll just touch a bit on what's what's going on in the world at the moment. I think there's a lot of conflict, but I think that comes from people not having all the information and all the facts, and that saddens me. Uh, my my ethos always has been and always will be live and let live. But as we know at the moment, across the world, there's there's a lot of atrocities happening. But all, all I would ask people is just to really get all the information and all the facts before making a judgment on what they think they're seeing or hearing. What With that in mind, what country has stood out to you that seems to be a leader in the world when it comes to LGBTQ plus rights, living, lifestyle, community. It's quite a specific and, and equally a broad question at the same time. But yeah, what country has stood out? Because for someone like myself, who's not part of the LGBTQ plus mm. community, you know, I'd maybe think I, I would, you know, Canada mm. might be somewhere, maybe a New Zealand kind of place would be there. What what stood out to you that seems to, to, to be really on it? Uh, and supportive with the community yeah well I think parts of America and I say parts because it is only parts and you know and the opposite of that there are also parts of America that are totally against so it depends where you're living in America Canada yeah is open New Zealand uh, the UK the UK certainly has moved on in leaps and bounds since I was growing up, if you like. So, yeah, there's countries that are becoming more tolerant, but I don't think we can forget those countries where I was just talking about the trans women uh, living in Kenya and those countries where the death penalty still stands for being LGBTQ+. Wow. Incredible. Again, it's hard to, yeah, hard to consider and it hope that... Even if it's slow progress, that, that it could be progress at least um, yeah. in, in some of those countries. Um, put a positive spin on. You could have three guests on a stage for a live podcast theatre show. Which three guests would that you've that you've had on your podcast? So they would be returning guests. Who would you who would you have on that show? And essentially, I'm aware it might be because they're all th three together rather than particularly being someone individually um, mm -hmm. favoured. What, what, who would you have on as a, as a combination as three guests and why? I'm curious. 
okay, well, I'd obviously have you on <laughs> because of your charismatic and engaging personality. Would I be guesting or co-hosting? I'm curious. Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd probably be co-hosting, actually. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll yeah, take that. Because you would end up being both, let's face it. What else? Um, I would have Ricky Arundelon, who spoke about the challenges of transitioning. And that was really interesting because Ricky had grown up uh, in the 70s and had transitioned later on. So that was a really interesting episode. I would have Ricky back on again. Yeah, I would have Jennifer Steele back on again because I'd like to know and I'd be really curious to see where her life is at. That's the the woman that was kidnapped and, and came out with a really, really interesting uh, story. Uh, and Andy, I'd probably have Andy back on again. Scotland. Andy was the first high court gay judge in Scotland to come out. So that, I know, coming from Scotland, must have taken so, so, so much courage. So I'd have him back on. But it's really, 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 really difficult because, like I said, every single guest brought their own story and their own character you know, I'm sure everyone got something out of every single one of those episodes. So I've I've loved them all and, and they will stay with me. And of course I can go back and listen to them anytime now. As can anybody as can anybody. That, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. As can I, as can anybody. So I mean people Mike, there's people been emailing me recently just saying they've just come across the podcast. So there might be some people will dip in and this will be the first episode that they'll hear. The actual ending, the, the interviewing out episode. <laughs> What's been the most challenging uh, part of the process of having a podcast, hosting mm -hmm. a podcast, you know? What's been the most challenging part? Really, really good question because you, it was you that actually originally encouraged me to put out a podcast and I just thought, me, put a podcast out? No, well, you know, I can't do that, blah, 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 blah. And then I started to learn. I had to do a lot of learning around what equipment I'd need to have, what my subject would be, what my cover art would be, all that beginning stuff, what my intro tune would be and my outro tune, you know, and I based that on one of Donna Summer's uh, songs. But the chap that done it for me just updated it to current uh but I wish now well I don't know actually if I could have kept that because then that I would have had to have gone through and got rights wouldn't I to 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 do that so it is what it is and then I had to learn how to cut audio and I had to learn how to cut my videos so the the journey was mostly learning the talking bit not so challenging because it's what I love to do anyway. Just interact, meet, interact with people and, and get their stories and get all that out there. So it was more the technology part. But now I can say I do, you know, if I interview someone, I can I can cut that audio video in an hour or two because it's just like, yeah, it's just really, really easy. But at the start, my head was all over the place. How the hell am I ever going to get this right? <laughs> What's the biggest piece of advice you'd 
give somebody who's considering um, starting their own podcast? I'd say just do it. Like you said to me, just do it. Don't worry about how you sound or how you come across. If the main thing is to be passionate about what it is you're putting out there and just do it. You know, we've got the internet, we've got Google, you just look up, how do I do this? How do I do that? And that's exactly what I did. And here we are, 60 episodes in. It's a doddle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of got one more question in my mind. Uh-huh. And um, so let's say after this long pause and you hypothetically do come back, uh, episode 61, and you mm-hmm. can have any guest, past or present, alive or no longer with us, um, who was or is a member of the LGBT LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. who would that guest be and why? That would be Ellen DeGeneres because there's so much controversy around Ellen. Uh, you know, people have loved her in the beginning and they've gone to hate her or really dislike her. So I would love to have Ellen on and really get under all those nuts and bolts and and find out what really has gone on. Without a without a long list of questions, you're not allowed to answer. So no yeah. restrictions. No, rest- <laughs> yeah, no restrictions. I can ask whatever I like. And that <laughs> is a point. I mean, from when I started the podcast, I never I never wanted to have a list of questions. I wanted my conversations with people to be as natural as possible. Apart from, you know, maybe a, a little icebreaker question to get us in, I didn't have anything prepared apart from, and actually, this was probably most challenging for me with Gillian Abbey, who came on for the second time, <clears throat> and she had written her book. So I read her book, and then I thought, well, in this episode, I'm really going to have to pick out points that I want I want to ask her about. And that was really challenging for me because there was quite a lot of things that I needed to prepare. Whereas before I would just come on, do the, you know, the intro, the icebreaker question and just go into the conversation. So, yeah, but it, it actually worked out well in the end because although I had some some things written down, it naturally flowed anyway. Gillian uh, was a great guest, you know, and, and seeing seeing where she is now is just absolutely fantastic and, and what she's also doing for the community. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. that's a positive to, to end us on. Lastly, congratulations on 60 episodes and for the learning and the, the journey that you've been on and you've taken your guests and audience on over the the many months of of having this podcast what's your final take what's your final thing to say to your audience what's my final thing just go out there and really be yourself don't hold back don't try and be try and be anyone else but yourself and you'll be loved for who you are Hear, hear. Annie McKinnon, congratulations. Well done. Fantastic stuff. And enjoy this long pause that you're about to embark on. Enjoy it. Thank you very much, James. And, and thank you for hosting this. You were just <laughs> uh, the number one person I thought of when I when I decided to do it. But, you know, and I really, really want to thank everyone that's 
contributed, either being a guest or listened to the show and gave me feedback on that. I really, really appreciate it. And who knows what the future will bring. I may be speaking to you again in the future. Fantastic. Enjoy. Thank you. To end this episode, I would really love to thank James Ash again for hosting this episode. And once again, thank you so much to everyone that's contributed to this podcast and making it a success. Whether you be a guest or a listener, I really appreciate your engagement. Thank you so much. Take care and go forward having a voice.